Watch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Jukebox Republic, but we kick off, as always, with a new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. If you're joining us via Facebook live stream, today is Friday, December 11th. Otherwise, it is now Monday, December 14th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hi there. Up next, why a woman was seen riding a bus with acupuncture needles sticking into her head. Then, just in time for Christmas, Taiwan develops a new poinsettia. And why the residents of Orchid Island off Taiwan's east coast don't mind when it rains on their wedding day. All that coming up next. Please stick around. Well, why indeed was a woman seen wearing acupuncture needles as like, was it like a statement, a fashion statement? Was she like trying to channel Bjork or something? No, I don't think so. But um, someone who took the same bus as her, and it's obvious that she was sitting, or he was sitting behind her on a bus, took the picture. Now, I've done something to the picture because it's going to be pretty obvious that um, that whoever is watching us now won't be able to see it. But I have actually circled all the... um, the pins. There are a total of uh, nine acupuncture needles. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, there's nine. Well, so I try to circle them. <laughs> acupuncture is not a in and of itself terribly unusual, and especially no. not in Taiwan, where uh, traditional medicine is actually uh, available on the national health insurance scheme. What yeah. is unusual is to see it. In public, people don't usually walk around with needles sticking I mean, into their heads. Yeah, don't you think that's really dangerous? I mean, what if something yeah. fell on her head or she forgot that she got pinned on her head and, and she started scratching her head or... I don't know. Anything dangerous can happen, you know? Yeah. So, weird. okay, so... I mean, they're not big needles. I've had acupuncture done before. I mean, it's just you barely even feel it. Well, true. They are pretty thin needles, but I've never uh, had them on my head. I have. I've had them. You want, you really? want them like, yeah, but you don't want them like in your skull. And that's what will probably end up happening if you're not careful, especially with a bus that. Uh, right, and that jerks b- and everything. B- b- and that kind of bounces you know, around, yeah. It's so dangerous. Wait, why, why did you have acupuncture needles on your head? What was it for? Part of the acupuncture treatment. I don't know. Were you having a headache or something? No, they just that's where they put them. Really? I didn't ask. Did they explain? Oh, you didn't ask. Okay, but it felt good. They knew what they were doing. I assumed they're qualified professionals. Right. You would think that you know. You you know, they they know what they're doing. Well, I've had it on my neck. I mean, I don't think I would have understood even if they had explained it. Something about meridians or. Oh, true. That's true, and everything in Chinese too. Um, I've had it on my neck. That was because I kind of got up. Uh, on the wrong side of the bed and you know how you got like a, a creak in the neck or something like that mm-hmm. I've had it on my neck I've had it on my wrist I think and I was having some you know how when you like when my kids used to be babies and you were like holding them all the time you get this they call it mama so 
it's like mama mama's never, hand never heard of that. you know and 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 so we get the sore right on the um on uh, right here on the wrist so i got you know acupuncture is pointing at her wrist to those of you joining us on the radio not everyone can see surely <laughs> what, what what oh right 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 on my wrist yeah on my wrist you know just on my wrist and um yeah that's about it um i've never had it at any other place i had it like full body in my hands you know oh yeah maybe the back yeah um yeah i hate it when they twist the needle because you they send this it's a sort of a strange shockwave yes it kind of hurts right oh i hate that but it's supposed to work anyway now someone who watched who saw this picture being posted on social media said oh that's commonplace because apparently well to him it is because i actually don't know where this picture was taken whether it was taipei or kaohsiung or taizong it doesn't say well those are about the um, only places that have buses so right right or something maybe maybe they do more acupuncture down south you think no it's more a traditional kind of i don't know people don't go in public that's not not in public okay well someone said that it's commonplace because once he said he visited an acupuncture doctor who shared a story about a patient heading home to cook dinner like he said she said i've got to go home i've got to make dinner you know and and i'll come back and then you can remove the pins so that's what she did That's, she, that's weird. She left with the pins in her head or wherever. No. And then um, she made dinner. She had dinner with her family. And then she went back to the doctors and had the acupuncture needed to remove Why did she, she make her appointment at a more reasonable or convenient time? Well, you know how it is in Taiwan. I mean, um, we've got a great national health insurance program but that meant getting in line to see the doctor and the lines can be really long and maybe she had the appointment at I don't know three and then the wait went longer or a walk-in probably she probably should have just left then and come back another time no that's and that's just anecdotal evidence that doesn't make it commonplace I've been on plenty of buses (laughs) in Taiwan and I've never seen anybody with acupuncture needles in them well true but I I guess according to this uh, social media uh, person who was sharing this well that person's weird (laughs) So, probably he's seen it a lot. You know, he says, this is I've, nothing It's not a thing. It's wrong. not a thing. It, it really is scary. It's dangerous, it's, not it's recommended. It's dangerous, it's scary. It's just not right. <laughs> yeah. But um, did, did the person who took the photo, like, ask, ask what happened? Or was it just, uh, guess, look at this weird person I've seen? I mean, you know, he didn't dare or she didn't dare to ask there, because there it's are, obvious that she's under, you know, just therapy. And, um, you know, that's why she's doing but. It's just weird. I, I would never do it. I'll, I'll just say, sorry, you know, tell my family members, you just kind of make dinner yourself, and I'm just going to wait until I'm done with my needles. Yeah, and like, then, yeah right? That's I mean, not, that's really, not unless common. the needles need to be in her head for like several hours or something that, like that. Unlikely. I mean, unlikely. Yeah, usually my, my acupuncture section minutes, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't go very long. Yeah. But, um, but, that, but that is really, really something, isn't it? You see something every day on public transit. Yeah, really. Well, the holidays are coming up, and that means uh, poinsettias. I'm not sure how that became a Christmas thing, honestly. I um, don't know. You, I've heard especially that you don't want pets eating them. They're poisonous. Oh. Um, so keep them away from, like, cats and stuff. Yeah, keep um, it away from your rabbit. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and there, But there's a new breed that we have here. Uh, unfortunately, it probably won't be available till next year, but that's okay. I mean, we can wait for this pandemic to be over, and then you can go out and buy it. Right. Mm. Um, this was developed uh, as actually uh, 
a, a very unusual thing for Taiwan uh, because Europe is where two thirds of all the poinsettias seem to come from, and they're the biggest market as well. And uh, in Taiwan, we mostly have to import them. You have to pay a lot of royalties because I guess they like they've trademarked the genes. And so, oh, well, that's uh, important. It's, it's just like a patent. You um, know? Yeah. So if it's like other than a generic poinsettia, I guess there are people who collect these things, um, and you've got to pay a lot of money. And the, actually, the, those varieties that come from abroad may not even be suitable to Taiwan's climate. They might not be suited to. They might just die. So oh, you have to pay really? a lot of money. Wow. And they're imported, and we can do it ourselves. So a professor at National Chongqing University, which I believe is in Taichung, uh, has come up with this breed after it took um, seven years to do this, of pink poinsettia. Now, the pink poinsettia is a pr- wow. relatively new. Usually you see them, they're kind of reddish, right? I think I still like them red. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know this. Uh, pink poinsettias only were developed... In 2000. I, oh, or, or what, that way back? Oh, wow. 2000, like not years ago, the year 2000, like like as that's, in 20 years ago. Yeah. That's not that long ago. I thought they'd always, they'd been around forever. Um, anyway. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and so uh, this professor started a plant breeding research center at the university focusing on poinsettias uh, because they have, a, apparently they're valuable. I, I don't remember poinsettias being especially expensive. I never no. bought one. But I, I've never either. I mean, like, if they were so expensive, people would treasure them, and they usually end up. I, don't I mean, know, after they're Christmas, not really, yeah. into the new year, they're. They don't, they don't hang, know, people they, don't hang on to them. Yeah, they um, kind of die. Apparently, they have a high value on the global market. Uh, the U.S. is, in addition to Europe, a major market. And. Um, yeah, apparently it turned out nicely. They won a competition held this year by the Taiwan Potted Plants Association, which is oh, a thing. Okay. <laughs> you learn something new every day. We've got yeah. a Potted Plants Association, and they gave this plant their annual award. Actually, a couple of different awards. Um, they're saying they could potentially produce up to 1.3 million pots of the flower every year in Taiwan for a global market value of around 7 million U.S. dollars That's a lot. each year. Wow. Um, okay. I'm guessing probably mostly around, because I don't see people with poinsettias at other times of year, mostly no. around the winter season. Yeah, I know. Um, let's see. So, yeah, it says here that they've spent seven years working on this using a variety of breeding techniques, including mutation breeding, crossbreed pollination. They wow, don't, they're seven all years. definitely a. Uh, a lot of dedication to come up with a new poinsettia, but I guess if you're into botany, that's the sort of thing you do with your life. Um, and so it says here that the pink hue of this particular variety that they've come up with makes it ideal for placing indoors, which is, I think, where mostly where people keep them. Yeah. Unless you're a gardener who has poinsettias uh, right, for some reason. Right, right. Um, because they're not as ba- badly affected by indoor lighting as the more traditional reddish kinds. And uh, that way you can keep their pinkish color longer. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, um, it won Best New Breed Award. Uh, it won the top prize in the three inch and five inch non red poinsettia categories. These are very specific categories wow, at this I know, festival. Very specific. <laughs> I didn't know they all look like the same size yeah, to I'd, me. But, apparently, mm. um, they categorize them by their their I guess the length of their leaves. Uh huh. Um, okay. Anyway, he's planted them. I hope with permission. Uh, in what it says here in this article is all of the country's major poinsettia growing locations. I don't know where those are. 
I, 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 mean, I have a whole bunch of them outside of RTI at yeah, this Yeah, we time do, of year we do, which is great. Um, yeah. But not the pink kind. No, not um, the pink kind. We should encourage them to buy local, right? Probably, yeah, um, support oh, but, our farmers. But uh, like I said, probably this won't be available till until next, next year. year. Christmas. Um, this one's going to trademark it first. Yeah, um, that's important. Do yeah. that. Um, it has an interesting name. Plants that people like breed themselves and get patents on tend to have very strange names. People are they're like they're like racehorses, you know. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the first one that they developed, uh, which was looks like it was last year, is was uh, Nu Shen, goddess. Goddess. This one that that's the latest one that's won uh, the, the, all these awards is called Aishen or the God of Love. So Cupid, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Maybe the idea is to make it a Valentine's Day marketing. Thing. Oh yeah. I don't know. Pink. Um, right. Works. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, that's just the latest in the world this week in botany news. Great. Well, you know, it turns out that you're wearing a Christmas color. You're in green, and I'm wearing a kind of Christmas color. I've got a gold. Yeah. Bling bling hat on me. Gold, I <laughs> guess, is kind of kind of works as a yeah. Christmas color. I'd... Yeah, we got Christmas colors today, okay. and then we've got these uh, foams on our mics that are red. Yay! A we're in the Christmas spirit. A, a bit of a stretch, but okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Rain on your wedding day. Uh, well, in Orchid Island, that's not a problem. In fact, it's uh, pretty common. I would imagine that generally in Taiwan, it's common to have rain on your wedding day, especially in Taipei, because it just rains all the time. Yeah, and it's been raining for a couple of weeks now, we haven't right? Seen the sun in like, we haven't seen the sun in like two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's really been... And, gloomy. And that's the and very gloomy. That's why I want to wear this hat, you know, to lighten brighten up, things up. Brighten things up a little bit. All right. But um, anyway, now this is really funny because... Um, Apparently, and I did a video for our news, um, you know, um, broadcast the other day about the fact that uh, Lanyu, by the way, it's an island off uh, the southern coast of southeast. Taiwan. Southeast. Yeah, southeast coast known of as Taiwan. Orchid Island in Orchid English. Island, right, that's right. And um, ferries stopped uh, operation for like about two weeks because there was bad weather. They're causing these dangerous waves. And so they didn't want to. So a lot of people were stuck on Taiwan proper island um, for these two weeks. Not able to get back weeks. to Orchid Island. People yeah, who live there. Right. Right, right. Um, and so the same thing with this, um, you know, newlywed couple. They were stuck in Taiwan. So finally they got to, you know, get to take on, uh, I mean, go on, get on a ferry and go back to Orchid Line along with other, I think they have like, you know, 43 tables of um, for the wedding banquet itself, mm-hmm. which meant like 430 people because if it's like about 10 people to a table. So, so they, made they it back all for, made it back for their wedding. For their wedding. And they actually but already, the weather was still very bad. Well, it turned out that way because they actually already, they had originally planned their wedding on the 5th. And so it was already de- delayed. And then they finally got back and then they finally planned the wedding and they finally have the wedding banquet. And it's all outdoors. Take two. <laughs> because, you know, yeah, you know, um, we do have these wonderful outdoor wedding banquets under tents and everything and i've got some pictures here you know there are these people okay so it started to rain oops you know what something happened in the picture here i need to fix this because i'm i'm out of the picture here (laughs) okay all right here um i'm gonna try my best to show you okay this is the people for the people who can't see now right okay so um there there actually first of all the bottom picture is showing a huge long tent Mm -hmm. so it's a 
big wedding with 43 tables, round tables. So there are tons of people. And you can see that some people are putting, you know, they've got their um, rain gears on. The uh, There's this guy in the top picture who is holding an umbrella and looking down on his mobile phone as what? if nothing is wrong well, with, you know, rained on ban- banquet. Wouldn't that ruin okay. the food, though? It'd get all soggy. Uh, exactly. And it was fo- so funny. Well, they, I guess they, they put just, a tent, so it's okay. Right. But still, I mean, you know, the thing was that um, the wedding banquet itself started at 7 p.m. But then they, it went on to 9 p.m. when the, the tent kind of like the roof kind of fell off. Just kind of blew blew away, blown. It it didn't. I didn't see a video on this, but maybe just like kind of like, you know, kind of flap in the wind, you know. And so, so I guess rain started pouring in (laughs) into the banquet itself, and uh, and then there here's another picture of um, of more people. They're just enjoying beer. They're got beer in their hands, and they've all got rain gear on. And a good thing they got the food covered, but uh, I think they're eventually going to open it and start re- eating it because one guy is like, you know, one hand is holding a beer and the other hand is trying to open a plate full of food. And um, it, it's just amazing. They they were having a great time. It's Even the, the show must wet. go on. Yeah. And I'm just thinking that, you know, they say it's commonplace that it rains at weddings in Lanyu. And apparently Island. in Orkin right. Island. And apparently people do go to weddings with rain gear and umbrella just in case it rains. Right. And and in Chinese customs they think it's it's a good sign to rain on your wedding because they say water means prosperity. Well apparently this is also true on Orchid Island where most of the people are not Chinese ethnically, they're Dao, which is an indigenous right. group. So I guess maybe they share that? Yeah, that that's right, you know, and and um it's funny. You know, now it, it kind of Answer my question. I see a lot of Taiwanese people have the character for water in their names. And I've always thought I wouldn't want water in my name or even like fire in their names. But apparently that's a good thing. Like in this case, right? So water is a good thing, you know. Water is a good it's, thing? It's, okay. a, it's us. Yeah, it's an auspicious sign. So, and and um, it's, it's so funny because they, uh, um, they, wait, where did my story go? Let me, let me continue here. Well, anyway, so... Um, so the wedding was a success. Was a success. They, they the it rain. went on anyway. Nobody cared that their hair was wet. Nobody cared that their clothes were wet. And they say that you know a big, you know, occasion like this, like a wedding in your lifetime, it, you can't miss it. They weren't going to be delaying it again, right? Because they already delayed it once because the ferry wasn't running. But um, they were just thinking that hey, it's no big deal about the wedding. And you know, they say that uh, you know, even though they get. <clears throat> Excuse me. They get rain in their food. It said it's like jia tang <laughs> soup. Ew. It's like edit soup. That's not nice. <laughs> I know, but you know what? Um, I that reminds me of one time when I went to my in laws' fiftieth anniversary kind of celebration, and the whole church put it on for them, and um, they had this outdoor banquet too. There's a tent and everything, but we didn't have rain that day, but we had bugs everywhere, and the bugs were getting into the food. I don't think that's a good soup. thing. That's, that's, maybe rain's okay, but bugs are where <laughs> I would draw the line. They're, they're tiny bugs. They're not really big ones. That's still gross. I, I was just having a, you know, a great time. My kids were going like, ew, ew, and I was saying, that's okay. That's extra protein for you. Ew. <laughs> You like that joke? <laughs> anyway. I, I would prefer rain. Yeah. Really? Oh, talking about rain, actually, there was one time um, I was in Bali, Indonesia, and um, we had a, a very formal kind of event outdoors. There was no tent, and it started raining. 
And we were just having a great time. You know, rain was getting to our food. And we were just chatting and still eating away. Why do and things <laughs> keep falling whenever you go somewhere? Well, uh, yeah, you bring bugs and rain. Rain and is supposed to be a good sign. So I guess I should welcome that, right? I, I mean, I normally don't like rain. You know, like these last couple of weeks, it was well, raining You live day. in an unusual place for someone who doesn't like rain. Yeah, it rains all the time. So I can't complain. Hmm. Well, before we go today, we're going to tell you about a very special calendar that uh, salutes Taiwan's COVID-19 heroes, including a canine COVID hero. Yeah, wait, where did my story go? Let me see here. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it's the first time hearing about the airport. It's actually the Taoyuan International Airport Corporation putting it on a calendar. It's their second time, though. They, they did that last year. But oftentimes we hear about a fire department, those macho men, you yeah. know, calendars. But this is my first time hearing this. But anyway, they want to give... Um, it's like a wall calendar? Tribute. It's a desk calendar. A desk calendar, okay. And they want to pay tribute to people who helped contain the spread of COVID-19 at the National Gateway. And this is a 2021 so, calendar for next year? Yes. Okay. So it's featuring, like, you know, um, cleaning crew members, runway maintenance workers, um, animal and plant quarantine officers, airport taxi drivers, and sniffer dogs. And I've got a picture Can here. Can they sniff COVID-19? Sniffer dogs. <laughs> Um, they're, well, I mean, they're just doing runway extra work, you know. I don't Wait. think runway maintenance prevents huh? COVID-19 either. Well, it's kind of an odd selection yeah, of people. Quarantine it, like people like maybe can get, and definitely the, the taxi drivers because um, they have special quarantine taxis because people have to be right. taken directly from the airport to their quarantine, wherever they're staying, dormitory yeah, or hotel. That's right. They're very but sacrificial that ma- way. Maintenance workers, I, quite, I don't see how that helps stop COVID-19. And <gasps> anyway. I don't think dogs can sniff it. No, but if anything, they, they they lose their smell if they're around someone who has COVID nineteen because maybe true. they catch it too. Yeah, but anyway, um, it's kind of small. But I'm I'm showing this to John. You know, the sniffer dog. He's sniffing at a bag that's going through the uh, carousel. In case you the know, bag has COVID nineteen. Yeah, but you know, he's so cute. Actually, I wish this picture is in color because he's wearing this. You know, kind of like a uh, an outfit that's red color. I think I remember it was or green. I forgot. And actually, the one on the bottom is um these um um what do you call it these uh, ground crew. Okay, of a certain airline um, it looks company. Like they're at the and check-in desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's uh, four. Sure they're, they're probably smiling, not very busy beautiful these days. ladies. You know, no. But anyway, so, so they just want to really give thanks to um, all these people who have to work so hard. Um, they, they actually the calendars would mainly be distributed to workers at the um, Taiwan Airport, but then there are ten copies that are going to be reserved for a free draw among members of the public if only you were to post a message on the company's Facebook or Instagram page. Right, right, right. Yeah. So the company is actually celebrating its 10th anniversary this year. Really? Because the airport's much older than 10 years. Well, because which also happens to be the most challenging year since the airport began operations 40 years ago. Well, yeah, because there's barely any traffic. Yeah. So um, anyway, now as of October, let me just actually, of course, with COVID, even though we've been doing so well containing the uh, you know the, the pandemic, but um, passengers accessing the airport dropped by eighty two percent annually, and 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 then the number of landings and takeoffs at the airport decreased fifty five percent. Well, I guess the people in the to, photos had a lot of time to pose. Uh, yeah, to a hundred thousand flights, and uh, the company's revenue also fell like close to fifty percent. So anyway, oh, once we get that vaccine, uh, I think it'll pick back up again. Yeah, you think so? I worry about Taiwanese people. Look, <laughs> they were paying. To sit on a plane that didn't go anywhere. 
So that's Yo, how that's, much they want to travel. Yeah, that's true. That's really the true. idea of even pretending to travel is enough to to, to spend money on. So I have right. no doubt that as soon as it's possible, people will be going all over the place. It's going to be a. I'm sure next year may be a record year because people are so pent up. You know. Yeah, our government is already trying to you know figure out about travel starting next year. I think we've signed contracts, They're, so we should have know. the vaccine in the coming months. Hopefully, I don't know if you uh, and I are going to get it at any time soon. It'll probably go to frontline healthcare workers first. Yeah, and also the people, people um, but I mean, at some point next year, hopefully yeah. by this during the summer, maybe. Mm, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think next year they're going to have any trouble at all. It may even be a record year. So for for travel, people want to go places. <laughs> oh no, that that's scary. That that that's going to be scary, though. I mean. Well, okay. Make sure that yeah, those people who travel, to, I'm sure they're, they're going to have to have, to have, have a the certificate. vaccine. I'm sure they're going to certify. Um, oh, yeah. They're not just going to let anybody. You know, I wasn't them. really thinking about having a vaccine. I, I don't. Oh, know. I have to because you I, have to. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I. I, I can be way at the end of the line. Okay. <laughs> well, as long as you get it eventually, you know, because otherwise right. you're not going anywhere. Yeah, true. Well, that just about wraps up today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. And if you're joining us on our shortwave radio broadcast, please do stick around because coming up next is more of Shirley on her music program, Jukebox Republic. Bye. Jukebox Republic, I'm Shirley Lin. Actually, I'm quite pleased about something in the news this past week. Our president, President Tsai Ing-wen, was named one of the world's 100 most powerful women by Forbes. Again. She's ranked 37th this time, but she's been ranked many times before by Forbes as well. I think there must uh, have been more women leaders in the world now because she's ranked 37th. Because I think she's ranked... Well, it doesn't really matter. Um, apparently, 23 women are political figures in the ranking, and Tsai was ranked 8th in that category. It really doesn't matter where she's ranked. She's named a powerful women, women's leader, and that's all that matters. There were reports saying that countries that have female leaders fare better with COVID-19 because they respond quicker. Same with Tsai. Although credit should also be given to our health minister, Chen Shizong. There was a lot of praise about his good work early on during COVID, like he's really our hero. Our Central Epidemic Command Center still holds press conferences every day to report how many imported cases at blah, blah, blah. Nevertheless, Taiwan is doing a great job containing COVID, and Tsai is given credit for that. So you want to say Tsan, like, you know, holding your thumbs up to somebody or say like somebody and it's Tsan. So here's a song Tsan, Tsan, Tsan.
Have to agree with me. That was a fun song, right? It's called "Zan Zan Zan." That means you know, giving a thumbs up. That means like awesome. Okay, and it's by Zhang Xiuqing. You're listening to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm talking about our president, President Tsai Ing-wen, uh, first a female president of Taiwan. She was named one of world's 100 most powerful women by Forbes. Again, okay. So、um, let's see here. Let me quote what Forbes actually said. Um, it said that Tsai became the first female leader of Taiwan and the first unmarried president when she was elected in 2016. Since taking office, she has broken protocol by making overtures to the U.S., creating tensions with mainland China. Tsai won re-election in 2020 with more than 57 percent of the popular vote. Her victory was seen as a rebuke to Beijing's efforts to control the island. Now, Forbes also said. Tsai's leadership through COVID is seen as a global model. In January, Taiwan instituted a rigorous track and trace program to prevent mass contagion. She has vowed to make Taiwan an indispensable member of the world by stimulating the economy with initiatives in biotech, defense, and green energy. You know, sometimes when people and these people include some of my family members complain about Tsai, our president, and And you know, because I'm on the news at least twice a week, so in my mind, I'm thinking like, you might not see any results yet from President Tsai, but I know when Tsai is doing something, or maybe even like when Taipei Mayor Kowenzo is doing something, or when the Health Minister shows that he has feelings and is trying really hard to you know do his job.、Um, anyway, I say you know there will always be people complaining. I mean. You know,、um, I won't say who, but someone in my family,、um, actually my husband's family,、um, he was he voted for a certain president. You know, and、uh, but then、uh, over the years, when the president really didn't do a lot of great things according to him, then he started not liking the president. You know, well, anyway, 
Honestly, sometimes I think these leaders, they take complaints, but they don't fight back. In my mind, they know exactly how the public is going to react, but they don't talk back because I think that in, in their mind, they know that in due time, people will see results, only not now, not just yet. And sometimes it might be a long time before they will see anything. So the end result is that um, United States has become closer to, you know, in our relations with Taiwan, uh, I mean, in their relations with Taiwan, and um, now than ever before, because they know that China's putting pressure on Taiwan, which is not right. And because we're doing so well with the COVID, that it's worth it for them to learn from us. To some people, they think that it's great, you know, you know, the current situation Taiwan is with the US or whatever. Um, but to others, they only care about the economy. They care about whether they're making money, whether they're living better. So whoever improves the economy, then he or she, they say, is a great leader, you know? Yeah, I'm sometimes torn between the two. What I mean is that, you know, I want the economy to be great so that everyone's happy. But I also want for Taiwan to have better relations and cooperation with other countries like the U.S. I mean, really, why can't we just have everyone happy and stop complaining so much. I mean, nobody's perfect, including world leaders. So here's a song called Let Us Just Be Happy. 想要我们都快乐. This is by Guo Zhongyou. Shu 绝对不再让你流泪了会跳开咱的墙再让你流泪了
I think President Tsai Ing-wen is worried about the growing tensions with China. I mean, China's military has been flying over our airspace almost every day for the last, oh, month maybe, or maybe even longer. And because the president is so calm, the rest of us just goes about our lives every day and feel calm too. Forbes is putting it kind of strong. Um, it says that her victory... President Tsai Ing-wen's victory is seen as a rebuke to Beijing's efforts to control the island. And the island is talking about Taiwan. Well, as a woman, I'm proud of President Tsai. And as a side note, when I was looking for songs on women or women, there are just countless songs, you know, in our um, music library. I can't believe how the list goes on and on and on. I guess it's a great topic for songs. So here's a song called 大女人. Um, gosh, do I want to say big woman? Anyway, let's just say great woman, okay? By Zhang Yu, a male Taiwanese singer. Did you? 
慢慢袜子会反转。啊，有的时候真的很想明天再洗完。算了，太迷糊，还有点偷懒。不要计较，偶尔让我撒娇会怎样？有的时候一句话你说了三四遍，偏偏隔壁桌的女生个个美如仙，忍不住翻身，偷偷看一眼，你懂不懂就翻脸。Can I not mention the fact that we are doing so well in containing COVID nineteen thanks to our president's leadership in all this? It seems that we are pretty successful because of our track and trace program to keep track of people when they arrive in Taiwan during this time. From the sound of it, I guess it's very critical to do so to have a good track and trace program. The last thing that Forbes said about Thai is that we are doing great with biotech, defense, and green energy. Well, I can't say much about the first two fields, but um. I think we are doing great in biotech,、uh, and、uh, we're doing better in defense since the U.S. is selling us, you know,、um, defense weapons. And、um, but I can really say something about green energy because we're definitely very focused on that, especially in architecture. And especially, I really have a liking for looking at buildings and architecture. You know, when I travel to a foreign country, I take lots of pictures of scenery and then buildings. Architecture. It doesn't really matter. I'm not in the pictures. In fact, I'm probably not in any of the pictures I take when I go abroad. Well, only a few. That's because somebody else is taking a picture for me.、Um, we do have many new shops, malls, and buildings and offices shooting up everywhere, and I love the looks of them because they look new. They're so high tech. They're so artsy. They're so、um, green. I mean, green as in you know, green. Yeah, buildings. Okay. There has been reports saying that about half of our buildings nationwide are more than thirty years old. It's going to be a very big endeavor to do a facelift to everything, but it would be so wonderful if everything turns new. I love seeing rows and rows of old buildings being renovated and given a new look, even historic sites and buildings, without forfeiting their unique characteristics. I've been back in Taiwan thirty years, and Taiwan has changed a lot in the last thirty years. Uh, mostly in architecture, I've noticed. I mean, besides architecture, yes. And you can be sure that they are renovated with green ideas in mind. 
And now that we're doing so well with COVID, you know, people from other countries just want to move over here, literally. I have made some new friends online who are waiting to, you know, for the borders to open up to them. They either have applied to learn Chinese in Taiwan or they've applied for jobs to teach English in Taiwan or even just to find a job in their field like engineering. You know, we've been meeting online for several months now, like every week. You know, we have this thing called like English Corner. You know, I mean, we have some Taiwanese friends and they want to learn English. So we thought, well, why not we connect them with our friends over in the States or the UK so that they can make new friends and practice, you know, speaking English. So, yeah, we've been doing that for quite a, quite, quite some time now. And honestly, I just can't wait to meet these friends that I've made, these new friends. I can't wait to see them, to meet them in person. So until the borders open up to them, I'll just have to keep on waiting. But um, anyway, I wish everyone well during this COVID. And I know the vaccines are out and everybody is probably, you know, going to get the vaccines. And I think they'll be good because I think that in the new year, people are going to start, you know, traveling again because we've been cooped up so much this year. And um, like I said at the top of the program, you know, I'm just proud of our uh, female president, President Tsai Ing-wen, for her good job um, in containing COVID and um, being able to share, you know, the way we do things with COVID uh, with the rest of the world. And so thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. And I do want to end, let's see here. What song should I end? How about Apao's Jian Chang? Let's remain strong. Okay, during this time. And, and I am thankful we have a strong women leader in Taiwan. So here's Jian Chang by Apao. <laughs> Um, 
For listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw. 